0: take a moment, introduce you to uh, my family. uh, My my wife is here on the front row, babe. Will you stand up just for a second if you're here for the first time right now? And we got a picture of our family. I'll show you a picture of our family. We got, we got uh, three kids. It's our oldest on the left, next to my wife. His name is Thad. He's Nineteen. He is a man of God. He's ch- he just was changing his high school and now the community college and and started to take leadership in our youth ministry right now. Our our middle daughter, her name is Mariah. We call her Momo. And you have a restaurant by her name, Momo. We went to there yesterday. Took a pic. It was pretty cool. She is so sweet. She's 18 years old. She finished a Year of, high, uh, year of college, her senior year of high school as well. So just this summer, just this last June, graduated from high school and her first year of college. All my kids are smarter than I was. And then here's our 16-year-old Landon next to me. He's uh, six foot two, but I let him know still. I intimidate him. Let him know, I'll take you on. And he tell you, you want, baby, I'll take you on. And, and he, you can almost see through him, you know, when the light gets bright. He's six foot two, but he's just as skinny as a rail. So I can, I can still thump him. It's all good. <laughs> so as, as Pastor J.O. mentioned, we've, uh, we've, we've had the great privilege of a pastor in a, a great church like, like yours as well uh, in, La- in Walla Walla called Life Church. And, and uh, we're just seeing lives being transformed all the time. But if you're here for the first time today, I just need you to know, come back next weekend as well. I think you're going to hear, you, are you preaching next weekend? He's planning on it, Lord willing. Pastor J.O. is going to speak. So I think God's going to minister to you today, but you got to come back and hear the pastor of the house next weekend because this guy, he's preached at our church as well, and, and it just carries really such a, a word of the Lord. Well, how many of you are ready to get into the word of God today? Yeah, come on. Let's open up the Word of God. I, I need you to do something. We, we get exercise in our church, and that's because I have you stand and sit and stand. So just stand for the reading of God's Word. If you're not in shape, just come to Heart of the City Church. You'll get in shape. <laughs> They'll crank up the music. You'll be dancing a little bit. And, and we stand for the reading of God's Word because of this, you know, the, that uh, we honor God's Word. We build our life on His Word. His Word is what we stand on. And so I want to read a couple of scriptures, and then we're going to unpack it together today. John eight forty seven says this. Anyone, 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 anyone. Is there an anyone in the room? Is there an anyone? All right. Anyone, tell your neighbor, I think that means you. Okay. Anyone who belongs to God... Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. Let me take you to a story in the Old Testament. It's just, I just, I love this guy, Prophet Elijah. 2 Kings chapter 6 says this. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces in such and such a place. But immediately, Elijah, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, don't go near that place, for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elijah warned the king so that he'd be on the alert there. The king of Aram became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, which of you is the traitor? who's been informing the King of Israel of my plans? So if you if you're new to the Bible King of Israel that just would represent the church, the followers of the Lord and so the enemies of God's people, he's the king of the, uh, the, of this group is like, man who's been telling my secrets, my battle plans? And he says, not us my Lord the king. one of the officers replied, Elijah, the prophet in Israel Tells the king of Israel, even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Wow. <laughs> I want to speak to you on the subject, an unfair advantage. <laughs> an unfair advantage. I need you to look three people in line and just tell them you got an unfair and adva- unfair advantage. You got an unfair advantage. Then you may be seated. You got an unfair advantage. Go ahead and have a seat. We need an unfair advantage to accomplish everything that God's called you to, to accomplish. The unfair advantage is hearing the voice of God. The unfair advantage is being able to hear the secrets of the king. For him to give you wisdom, for him to give you insight, for him to tell you what to do with each child. Because each child is going to have some different needs. When your kids hit different stages of life, how many of you know you ain't smart enough to figure it out? Even though you were a teenager, you still need wisdom. Yeah. You need an unfair advantage. And why do I call it unfair? I want to tell you this. The devil don't play fair. If, if you've been around long enough, you know, you serve God for maybe a week, you figured out the devil doesn't play fair. He comes at an early age. He comes before maybe you've even heard of God. He starts bringing invitations to drugs when you're young. He brings invitation to pornography when you're young. He wreaks havoc on your family and tries to bring divorce when you're young. All this kind of stuff, he doesn't play fair. The devil doesn't play fair, and so God doesn't play fair either. He's like, that's all right. The devil doesn't play fair? Well, I'm just going to start telling my people about his plans before he even knows what his plans are. So here you are going from point A to point B, and there's a landmines and all kinds of traps that the enemy steps and places in your way. And God's like, as you're walking, you've got this unfair advantage. Man, you just start hearing God saying he goes, No, 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 move it over there. Okay, there you go. And oh, and he moves it over here and he goes, Oh, pause, wait, then, okay, step this way. Okay, here we go. And you walk right on through all the landmines of hell. Yeah. See, I grew up in a family that that we didn't know God. Nobody knew God. There's no I didn't well, didn't become a pastor because you know I, I, I grew up in a ministry home and 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 you know just fell in love with churches like this. Uh, we were religious uh, on part of us. My mom took us to the Catholic church. Grew up a Catholic until I was 15 years old. But really good sinning Catholics. I don't even know what I mean. Thank God for confessional booth. Cleanse your soul a little bit. And so my dad was an alcoholic. My oldest brother was the number one cocaine dealer in the area that we lived. And, and there was just, I hope you can, I think your church is like ours. I can say it like I would say it at my church. Our church, our home was a hellhole. It was just, it, the devil was wreaking havoc in our house and anger. And, and when my dad got drunk, he didn't get drunk and get happy. He got drunk and got angry. And, and he would fight with my older brothers. I, I remember watching my oldest brother knock my dad out. That's the kind of stuff as a little kid I'm watching all this- this. this kind of stuff go on. Knives pulled on one another. And so, you know, I didn't grow up in a great healthy atmosphere where where it's just like, oh man, God's on the move. But I did figure this out. (laughs) I figured out that the devil doesn't play fair. I figured out that he tries to introduce us to things before we get introduced to the Lord. Is there anybody in the church here that understands that the devil tried to introduce you to some stuff before you got introduced to God? And so he starts trying to introduce this stuff to to anger or to bitterness or to unforgiveness or he tries to introduce you to some relationships that wouldn't be healthy for you. And he tries to do all this stuff into young people because, and that's why it's so important, by the way, that a church like this has kids' ministry, has youth ministry, has college ministry, because even though the devil doesn't play fair, God doesn't play fair either, and he gives his voice to his kids. And we begin to hear a voice that we had never heard. And so at 12 years old, I heard God speak to me for the first time. Now, I wasn't prepared for this. I was like, I woke up in the morning, and it was kind of a Samuel, Samuel experience for me. It was one of those where, when if you don't know that, there's this guy, Samuel, in the Old Testament, and, and uh, he first heard God speak to him, and he heard God say his name. He goes, Samuel. And he's like, uh, he went to the prophet thinking that this dude was calling his name. And he's like, no, I'm, you know, go back to bed. I didn't call you. And he goes back and he hears his name again. And he goes back to the prophet. and He goes, Hey, did you call me? He goes, no, I didn't call you, but I think God might be talking to you. Well, that happened to me at 12 years old. So I'm lying in bed and I wake up in the morning and all of a sudden I knew by God speaking to me that I was going to be doing what I'm doing now. Now, listen, I, I didn't know churches like this existed. I'd never been introduced to a church like this. All I was introduced to was Catholicism, and I actually wasn't very interested in that. <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay, I'm trying to figure out how God, what God is saying," and 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 yet I kind of knew I was going to be doing something that I'd never seen happen before. I've never seen this kind of church. Never seen this kind of ministry. And so God. I just need to tell you, God wants to talk to you. He wants to give you the unfair advantage. And even though you might be at a stage in your life where you can't quite tune in and you can't quite fully understand what he's saying to you, I'm here to tell you that today God's going to pop open your ears. He's going to give you faith in your spirit, man, so that you begin to hear him and bypass all the tricks of hell, bypass all the stuff that the enemy has planned for you. And you're going to go right through the minefields. not going to step on a one. Your family's going to be blessed. Your marriage is going to be blessed. Your kids are going to be blessed. You are going to live the blessed life. Come on, somebody. Because you got an unfair advantage. So just go ahead and tell somebody next to you, I don't fight fair. I don't fight fair. (laughs) I got this old school radio. Some of you might be old enough to remember uh, uh, radios where you had them in your car, maybe you had them in your house, and you had dials where you had to tune. You know what I mean? You had to kind of move it. Let's see here. Let's see if this thing's up. Oh, look at this. Here we go. None of us know. Might not be very good. See what else. See uh, I'll, I've, I've learned as a preacher, but I'm brave enough to do it anyway, that when you, you, you do spontaneous things, you don't quite know what's going to go under the microphone. One time, one time I, I, I decided I was going to use Siri for an for a illustration, and, and, and I hadn't practiced it before I got up, and, and I did it, and I, I, I just said, hey, Siri, what do you think of my message today? Click, And she goes, she goes you have no new messages. I'm like, she goes, <laughs> <laughs> stupid Siri. See what else we got. Valley's he's rocking on the river on the main stage, ever clear. And Eve six. Find nothing but faith in nothing. Man, that's good. We should just rock out to that for the rest of the service. Now listen. What I like about this, this is thank say thank you, Topher. Topher had this. <laughs> Topher is one of the coolest people on the planet. He is like He's like, he's got an old soul in a young body. It's just so cool. He's just so creative. So you go into his house. I went into his house and saw this. I said, bring it to church. I'm going to use it. This thing is just so cool. What I like about it is this. This represents to me, you tune in and you hear things and you got this old school antenna right here. You got to kind of get it in the right place. How many of you, how many of you got antennas at home? Like you, you don't have cable. You got antennas on your TV and you know what I mean? You antenna people, you understand you got to put the antenna in a certain place like for Fox it's got to be over here and for CBS it's got to be over there. And for if you're going to watch the Super Bowl, somebody's got to hold it up in the air the entire time.) <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? It's like, <laughs> I mean, we were we we had we had a Super Bowl party at our house a few years ago, and we don't have cable, but we got one of those antennas, and we were like, "Oh man, it's the Super Bowl! Listen, this is a big deal. We got to watch it. At least in our house, stuff like that's a big deal." And and, and I know it's a little bit of idol worship, but God forgives us anyway. So we're like, we had it was going in and out. So we're kind of redneck a little bit where we're from. Maybe that's okay. You maybe so you guys are all proud to be rednecks as well. So, but it wasn't. Coming in good enough, and we had a we had a swing set for our kids. We got a long cord. We took our antenna outside with our long cord, and we duct tape. Listen, every redneck has duct tape. We duct taped the antenna to the playground equipment and turned the entire swing set into an antenna. Come on, baby. You got to do whatever you got to do to be able to hear what you need to hear. I came here to tell you today, you got to do whatever you need to do in order to to hear the voice of God. So this, this right here represents, it's got this old box and you can tune it in. You can hear stuff. I'm here to tell you God's got the old school box called the Ark of the Covenant on the inside of you called the Spirit of God. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You have the ability to hear God speak to you. Now, I'm a little old school preacher too in some ways as well. In our church, people kind of get a lot of exercise when they come to church. They stand up, sit down, clap, you know, all this, turn around and all that kind of stuff. So if you thought you came to the movies where you'd sit back and just relax a little bit, that's not this church. That's down the street somewhere. This is the kind of church where you go like a sporting event and it's your favorite team and they're winning. (laughs) Because listen, you're on the winning team. I like to skip to the end every now and then and just know that we're going to win. In fact, we we have a professional baseball player in our church. He's a pitcher. And and I will re-watch. Like last night, he won the game. He's a closer. He won the game. uh, Was part of winning the game, right? And closed it out. I re-watched it last night from both channels. Because he's on the Oakland Athletics, played the San Francisco Giants. I wanted to to see what they said on Oakland for the people. And I don't wanted to see what they said for the San Francisco Giants. I re-listened to while my wife was still sleeping early this morning put it up to my ear so I wouldn't wake her up and just re-listen I like to win so much even though I know that we won last night I replayed it several times to enjoy the win this is what you going to do every weekend you get to come to as many services as you want, like and just enjoy the win enjoy the win y'all going to heaven enjoy the win you might as well party from here to there Enjoy the win. You can just re- replay it. You got it online, these services. You can just like, man, tomorrow I'm going to re-listen to my wife, my Pastor Kara's message on joy when my tank starts feeling empty because I haven't had my coffee yet and I need to be able to get the joy of Jesus. I'm going to re-win. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Dear Lord, here we go. <laughs> Whew, I just said a whole lot of stuff I didn't say yesterday with not much time left. You better pay attention, Craig. You, you, I'm, I'm watching you, brother. All right. <laughs> so... Um, Here we go. I'm going to read another scripture. John 10 says this. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize, say recognize, the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. Here's, I want to talk to you about this unfair advantage, the voice of God. You recognize it. When you become a follower of Jesus, the the scripture we started with, anyone who belongs to God listens gladly. Here's what happens when you get born again. Pop! You get spiritual ears. Now, you could be born in this world naturally deaf, but nobody is born again spiritually deaf. When you're born again, you are born again to hear God. You are made to hear the voice of God. This is your unfair advantage. This is why your businesses should be more blessed than people who don't belong to God. This is why your marriages should be more blessed than people who don't belong to God. This is why your children should blow your mind at how they love God and change the world and be world changers. Because you belong to God. You have an unfair advantage. You are not, you are not victims. You are not just, I'm walking through this life and just things are bad are going to happen to me. I'm not saying that you bypass bad things. I'm saying that you know how to navigate through them because you have an unfair advantage. You've got the voice of God. So you recognize the voice of the Lord. So, all through my journey after being born again, I just have been cultivating this recognition of, of and so thankful. Because in John 15, 11, Jesus says this. I don't have it on if you're looking for it. It's not there, but it wasn't my wife's message, so I'm stealing it because it was so good. Jesus said this. He said, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Here's what I want you to hear. Jesus speaks to you so to his, his joy... Will be in you and that your joy will be full. Did you hear that? He speaks to you. The unfair advantage is given to you so that you will have his joy and your joy will be full. It's called double portion. I get his and I get mine full. And that's pretty sweet right there. Okay, I remember. When I first saw my wife, and we, we were in a, uh, a, 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 I think it was a, a bull riding thing, a rodeo, right? Was it a rodeo? What was it? It was a derby. Car racing derby? Okay, derby. I was so captured by her beauty, I don't know what I was at. But just earn points, baby. We're leaving the service early. Anyway, um. <laughs> so I... Uh, there was an intermission. Intermission, I'm up in like the nosebleed section. She's down in like the really important section down here. And, uh, and people just stand up and stretch it. And I just glanced across the crowd and across 1,500 people, maybe 2,000. I don't know, a lot of people there. I caught her eye. Instantly when I caught her eye, I heard this voice in my head. I don't even know who she is. And this is, I'm just telling you, I heard these words. Exactly, Quote. Won't it be funny if you marry that girl someday? <laughs> I, lo- I did this. I went. It took me by surprise. I'm like, okay, that was, that was crazy. Now, some of you single, mingle people right now, you're going, yeah, whatever. You're just checking her out. I, di- I actually wasn't. I just, was, I just was just intermissioning. That's all I was doing. And so here I am intermissioning, and hear these thoughts. Actually, it was it was like a it was like a voice. I had, won't it be funny if you marry that girl someday. And God speaks to you the uh, the way that you get it. I was I was always like the class clown and that kind of stuff. So funny is an interesting word to me. It would be that's that's I so relate to that. And so that was the end of it. Didn't meet her. Didn't run down through all the cloud set crowd and just say, "Hey, everybody, get out of the way! My wife is down there." <laughs> yeah, so glad or you wouldn't have met her today. <laughs> <laughs> just some tips on single and mingle. Just to help you out a little bit. <laughs> Months go by. I'm a young adult pastor. She starts coming to our young adult meetings. And, and I don't make the connection, but I do make the connection in my heart. And I'm just going, man, I'm really interested in this person. So if you're a pastor, she starts coming to the meetings. How many of you know you ignore her completely? <laughs> she thought I was mean, didn't like her at all. I talked to everybody around her. <laughs> Until I couldn't handle it anymore. And I was like, okay, I'm making my intentions known. I like you a lot. <laughs> so we, we start dating. So here we are. We're dating. We're on the dating journey. And then she goes, uh, when is the first time, There's a few months into it, that we ever met each other? And uh, <laughs> now listen, she caught my eye as well. And she remembered that moment. And she goes, I remember seeing you. At the fair during the intermission time and I go you're the girl wow. I go you're the girl and she goes what and I go uh-uh. <laughs> I can't tell you so I lied and I go oh I just had this thought wouldn't it be funny if we dated sometime <laughs> okay. The Lord forgives that kind of stuff. They did in the Old Testament. Abraham lied about his wife, said she's my sister, and all that kind of stuff. God forgave him. And so, because um, listen, single and mingle. don't tell them what the visions you've had and the dreams and all that. Don't tell them too early. You got to play it cool. You're like, ah, that's all right. I just thought maybe we'd sometime, you know. It's all good. <laughs> I'm not going to get through this message. I'm just seriously not. It's okay, though. It's all good. All right. So, um, We recognize, number two, uh, about the unfair advantage is not only do you recognize that he speaks to you, that you have ears to hear, you get something called discernment. This is an unfair advantage. And here's why you need discernment. Because God's voice is not the only one vying for your attention. Did you notice like you're going through here like, oh, and then there's another channel and then there's static. See, there's all these voices vying for your attention. There's your voice. There's the devil's voice. There's God's voice. There's the burrito. <laughs> there's, there's, there's all kinds of voices out there. There's anchovy voices, lots of garlic. Don't go camping with my brother, right? When he's, anyway, when he said garlic. So uh, J.O. knows. Um, you need discernment. You need to be able to tell the difference between the right voice and the wrong voice. I'm here to tell you, you have that gift. You have the ability. You have this unfair advantage, so when the devil is trying to speak to you and produce fear in you, you just know, oh, fear is not of God. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but he's given me a spirit of love and of joy, or of peace and of a sound mind, right? Discipline and sound mind. So you recognize discernment. Anytime you begin to think something, you begin to hear something, and it produces anxiety in you, you can just go, oh, that's the wrong channel. And you just start changing the channel, right? You guys do this all the time. You like click through your channels and you already know, I don't like that kind of music. It doesn't produce fun in me. No country music. Play it. you know, It's like it's just like she lost his girlfriend, lost her boyfriend, lost her money, lost her dog, dog died, all that kind of stuff. So I'm changing the channel. <laughs> so I've got to use my unfair advantage i got to use my unfair advantage because the devil's trying to scream at you. He's trying to tell you that your kids are not going to make it. He's trying to tell you that they're not going to tur- turn around. He's trying to tell you that this marriage is over and there's no hope for it. I'm here to tell you that's never what God says. God doesn't talk to you about failure. He talks to you about overcoming. He talks to you about a spirit of faith. That's the voice of your father know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. Now you're on the right channel, baby. Now hear that, but you got to realize I got an enemy that sometimes when I think it's stuck on the right channel, he just comes when I'm not looking and he starts turning it. He just starts messing with the channel. And so every day I got to use that gift of an unfair advantage of the voice of God. And I got to begin to Switch it back. Oh, there it is. He produces peace. He produces peace in me. His word produces joy. He said, I spoke these words, John fifteen eleven. I spoke these words that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So if I start to hear stuff that steals my joy, change the channel. Tell the person next to you, change the channel. Change the channel. All right. Change the channel. All right. So listen, the voice you believe will determine the life you experience. The voice you believe will determine the life you experience. Devil, you're a liar. I reject your thoughts. I reject your condemnation. I reject your fear. I reject your anxiety. I reject your pride. I reject all that stuff where the enemy tries to start putting it on his channel. I say, no, I take on my unfair advantage of discernment, and I tune in to the voice of God. Because whatever I listen to, listen to this, is going to cost me. It's going to cost me. I gotta, I gotta, I, I've, I've been on both sides of being a recipient of whatever channel I tune into. And I know you guys do as well. I remember times when it's like the Lord's kind of like, ah, you, I don't think you should buy that. And I'm like, ah, I think I should. <laughs> Right? It's like, I, I, I remember being in college and going, now listen, as a college student, the only thing you truly can afford is Top Ramen, but I bought a horse. I'm not even a horse guy. I know, you've never heard this, it's crazy. I bought a horse and a trailer because I got to get the horse to wherever I want him to go. Listen, this trailer was should have been condemned and burned. It was, it was ready for a horse to fall through it. But I bought it anyway. And that horse could not be ridden unless you kicked him into full gear. Because he would crow hop. If you know what crow hopping is, he was like, back to the rodeo, baby. I'm prepared to meet you again. And he was just like, boom, just, just buck you off every time. God's like, hey, pay attention, kid. I also know the benefit of listening to the voice of God and how much he saved me and how much he gave to me, and how, how the, the, we were on a journey just like you guys a few years ago, knowing that we needed a new facility, and, and we were going on a multi-million dollar uh, uh, project, and, and, and my wife and I were, were, were camping at Wallawa Lake, Oregon, and we're having conversations about buildings in our city, and all of a sudden, we just mentioned a building, which ended up being the one that we purchased. We just go, wouldn't it be so amazing? to be able to purchase. It used to be a Hastings bookstore and a liquor and wine store. Ha, new wine. And so it was, it was both. And we just said, we said, it wouldn't it be amazing to buy that building, best location in our city, five minutes later, we get a text. We hadn't talked to anybody else yet. We just had the conversation. Within five minutes, I get a text of a for sale sign in the window of that building. And that was just the beginning. Of course, I'm like Gideon. I need the fleece to be wet one day and dry another. And especially when you're going on about a three and a half, four and a half million dollar project. And the last building we purchased was three three hundred and fifty thousand, which that was enough. This one was going to cost us two point three just to buy the building, and then millions to be able to renovate it. And so we're like, hey, uh, I probably want about two point three million confirmations, and another couple million confirmations to you know all that. And God did because He's a speaking God. Okay, you can recognize you have an unfair advantage. You can recognize you you have an unfair advantage. You have discernment. And I want to tell you this now. Listen, your clarity will grow. Your unfair advantage is this. Your hearing as you get older, it gets better. Just unlike the opposite of when you get older in the physical, you typically your hearing gets worse, right? Not in the spiritual. Your hearing gets better. It gets clearer. You begin to recognize more, discern the difference better. You hear him more clearly. You tune straight in. You're like, I got my favorite channels. Boop, poop it. Right, just poop it. Dear Lord. <laughs> It happens. You just poop it right there. I'm walking back over to my notes because I'm confused about where I am. Here we go. So let's close in prayer. (laughs) Um, You will get clearer the longer you lean in throughout your life. Listening for the voice of God. So I want to tell you a couple things about clarity. I want to tell you a couple philosophies that I need you to drop in order for the static to get less and the channel of God's voice to get clearer. Here's one: I want you to learn to drop saying this to people Um, because God because God told me so. That's why. So when when someone tells you, asks you, "Hey, why are you why are you um, smoking dope all the time?" Because God told me so. <laughs> I've found that the people who are constantly using the line "because God told me so." are the same people who never hear God talk to them about repenting, humbling themselves, tithing, asking for forgiveness. They never hear that. They always they always hear God to tell them to wear those shoes, eat that many potato chips, and that kind of stuff, you know, but they never hear the deep stuff from God, and so they always use the line, because God told me so. Hey, as a spiritual leader, talking to people, and I can just say this here and leave, and I'll be out of here after the picnic, I just want to tell you, you can't really be spoken into or challenged when you're always using the line, because God told me so you got to be able to be willing to admit it when you miss it. Uh-huh, three claps. So you got to have a spirit of humility because there's times. W- I think it would be better to say, I felt like God. I believed that 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 God was telling me this and obviously the fruit wasn't right. And so, I mean if you know, like like I heard, wouldn't it be funny if you married that girl someday? But how many, how many of you know if we started going on a journey she goes, I don't like you, and I didn't hear God, then I would go, I missed it. There you go. There you go. That's why it's just how it'd be. So for your clarity to grow, you've got to have a spirit of humility and not use the line, because God told me so. Yeah. Wow. so. Tell your neighbor, say God told me so to tell you not to say God told me so. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. all right That's a good word. how about how about the opposite effect though because yeah, yeah. sometimes then we take the opposite thing like we never hear God and if God wants to get my number he knows where I live he'll call me he'll, he'll put a cloud in the sky so you just take this philosophy whatever will be will be you know God will catch up to me whatever will be will be well I, how about we find a happy in-between place knowing that God wants to talk to you because he said my sheep know my voice and he calls them by name and I'm listening to the best of my ability and I understand sometimes the devil starts messing and throwing static in there and I miss it at times and I'm just gonna have a spirit of humility but I'm not gonna take that whatever God told me so or whatever will be will be I'm just gonna know God likes talking and I'm doing my best at hearing him right? So let's take that. My clarity will grow. Okay. So let me give you just a couple of thoughts about what do I listen for then? So if I'm going to tune in and hear God, what does he talk to you about? Now for me, and when I read the Bible, I don't hear God talking a lot about put on those shoes and not those shoes or go to that restaurant, not that restaurant. And you know, I'm not that he doesn't lead you at times about where to go and things like that. He does obviously, but, um, but these are the main thing God talks to you about. Here you go. If you're going to lean in and listen, here's what he says. He tells you who he is. Because he said this, I'm the good shepherd. That's how he started the conversation in John 10. He said, I'm the good shepherd. He'll talk to you about who he is. He wants to reveal himself to you. Then he'll do this. He'll talk to you about who you are. Yes. He'll tell you, this is an unfair advantage, man, because you got to know who God is, and he'll t- you you got to hear it from him. Listen, you will never know who God truly is until you hear him tell you who he is. You won't truly know who God is by a preacher telling you who God is. You'll know who God is by God showing you in the word of God and revealing himself to you. Yes. You also don't even know who you are until he tells you who you are. There's a guy, was one of his disciples, his name was Simon. He goes, hey, Simon, by the way, I'm changing your name. You're Peter. What was he doing? He's telling him who he was. You don't know who you are until God tells you who you are. And then he'll talk to you about that. He'll talk to you about who he is, who you are. He'll talk to you about promises over your life. Listen for them. This is how I wage war. I wage war with the box. I wage war with the voice of God. I wage war with the unfair advantage. I use it, man. I'm here to tell you if I'm in a fight because I'm a little bit smaller, I'm going to carry a baseball bat or something worse. I'm going to use whatever unfair advantage I can because I'm going to win. And so I'm in a spiritual battle, so are you. I'm going to use my unfair advantage. And so I'm going to use promises that God speaks to me. I have in my notes section on my phone, I have a section called Rhema. Rhema is a Greek word for the word, word. And it just means the living word, the spoken word. So God speaks to me, whoop, I write it down. Not poop, whoop, I write it down. <laughs> And, and I waged war with that. I was battling a, a spirit of fear. And, and I, was, I, I had these thoughts about this particular circumstance that the enemy was, was, was saying, this is going to happen to you. This is what's going to happen. And so I started on a hike up a mountain. And I told God this. I said, God, I want to talk to you about this thought when I get to the top of the mountain. Because I exercise and hike pretty hard, so I can't really breathe and talk for it at the same time to God. So I'm like, when I get up there, we're going to have this conversation. I get to the top of the mountain, sit down. It was about the spirit of fear and this this tormenting thought that was happening. Bam, God speaks to me. And he gives me a scripture reference. I don't know what that scripture reference is other than he said, Isaiah 43, five. Take out my phone, I look it up. Here's what it says. Do not be afraid for I'm with you. God sent me here to tell somebody, don't be afraid, he's with you. Now listen, this is how I wage war. In the last month, I probably had that happen to me close to 20 times. Where God just speaks to me a scripture reference. read he, he highlights a thought to me out of the word of God. And things begin to jump off the pages of the Bible. And then I wage a good warfare with the promise of God over my life. He will speak to you about who he is. He will speak to you about who you are. He will speak to you about the promises over your life. And he will speak to you about your purpose. Now, when you begin to hear God say all these things to you, I'm here to tell you, you have an unfair advantage and all the plans that hell has for you. All of a sudden you bypass every one of those plans and you start uh, uh, outrunning the enemy. You start outliving the enemy. Your life starts getting more blessed than the enemy. There is, of course, there's more blessed than the enemy, but there's no way that I could raise kids the way that these kids have turned out. My three kids, our three kids are world changers. They are amazing. amazing. Amazing men and women of God. I I told you I didn't grow up in a family that taught me how to raise good kids. I was raised in a family that taught you how to knock each other out. But the unfair advantage. God wants to speak to you. God wants to pop open your ears. Will you stand with me?